Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast. I am James Yarko, flying solo on this episode. You can check out everything that my co-host David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. Make sure you're subscribing over at the YouTube channel. Uh, we really appreciate it. This one's tough to swallow. Uh, the Buccaneers lose 36-27 to to the New Orleans Saints. They jump out to the early lead, go up seven to nothing. Jameis Winston goes down to an injury, hope that he's okay, but thing, that did not look like a good injury in the exchange between Bruce Arians and Sean Payton after the game. Bruce Arians' reaction made it seem like it was not going to be a short-term thing. But, you know, rivalry aside, jokes aside, all of that aside, you hope that Jameis Winston is okay. You don't want to wish injury upon anyone. So hopefully he can bounce back. And, and maybe the next time the Bucs and the Saints square off, then Jameis will be back and, and you can you, know, you can go back to that whole storyline. But Trevor Simeon, I, I don't know why, I don't know how, but Trevor Simeon ended up looking really good. Of course, it doesn't help when the Buccaneers continuously shoot themselves in the foot with penalties. They gave the New Orleans Saints six first downs via penalty. There was some really sketchy officiating. And look, I'm not going to sit here and blame the officiating for this game, but it didn't help. The Buccaneers kept putting themselves in positions where penalties were bailing out the Saints. They were making stops, but then turning around and giving free first downs. The taunting penalty nonsense again. The NFL, I, I don't know why they are stressing this so much. You have a lot of players. You have 106 players on these sidelines for a rivalry game that are hyped up. Devin White is going back to Louisiana. Leonard Fournette is back in his home in New Orleans. You expect these guys to be robots out there and not show emotion. Devin White makes a big tackle in a big moment gets excited, and gets penalized 15 yards for it. Roughing the passer on Devin White by barely grazing the face mask of Trevor Simeon, that was another brutal one. You had William Golston called for roughing the passer on the same play where his helmet is literally ripped off by a New Orleans Saints player. No call. You have the Buccaneers work their way, fight their way back, take a lead, then on a reverse to Harris, there's an illegal block in the back that does not get called. It springs Harris for a huge gain on the drive that leads to the go-ahead score to put the Saints up 29-27. to 27. It was just a disaster. But again, the Buccaneers have to point the finger at themselves. They had a great week with penalties last week. This week, it was right back to the same old, same old hurting themselves, getting called for holding, getting called for false starts, giving a free first down on third and five that could have shut down this game. Instead, they end up with, I believe it was 12 penalties on the day. The Saints, they were called for two. They could have been called for a lot more, but they weren't. 
But that does not give the Buccaneers an excuse to let Trevor Simeon lead the New Orleans Saints to victory with a ragtag, rapscallion group of wide receivers. I use the term for the corners. I might as well use it for the Saints wide receivers. They did a good job shutting down Alvin Kamara. He did get in the end zone. I predicted that he wouldn't. He does get in the end zone, but he was shut down for the most part. Mark Ingram had a great return for the New Orleans Saints. He was running the ball well, but at the end of the day, this defense is good enough, even with all the substitutions and all the injuries and all of that, they are good enough to not lose to Trevor Simeon. It was inexcusable. Offensively, Chris Godwin, hat tip, good sir. What a game for him. Mike Evans beats Marshawn Lattimore on a huge touchdown. Uh, Cyril Grayson gets his first career touchdown that puts the Buccaneers ahead. Leonard Fournette was running well. Ronald Jones ran well in spurts, but it was the penalties. Again, it was the miscues. It was going for a full stretch in the first half of not doing anything. It was two interceptions and a fumble by Tom Brady. That fumble coming when they were already in field goal range leads to a Saints scoring drive at the end of the first half that gives the Saints the lead. It was it was just bad. For some reason, whatever the reason, the Buccaneers still cannot find a way to win a regular season game in New Orleans. This sets the Bucs up at 6-2, and two, but now they're 1-1 one one in the division. So even though they're holding first place, the New Orleans Saints now have a tiebreaker and they're sitting at 5-2. and two. So they're a half game back of first place. The Buccaneers are on the bye. If the Saints win next week, they're back in first place in the NFC South. The Buccaneers could not lose this game, and they found a way to do it anyway. It's almost as frustrating as all the devices and all the remotes that I have to bounce back and forth between because I can't get certain apps on my smart TV and I got to switch over to my Xbox or my Fire Stick, whatever the case. You know what cleans that up? It's going to be one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, watching sports highlights, all of that. Simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. Great way to get your TV together. It is Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day, reacting to a brutal loss, 36 to 27, against the New Orleans Saints. Time to dive into a little bit of offensive and defensive analysis. On the offensive side of the ball, it was Jekyll and Hyde, which I guess is fitting for Halloween as I'm recording this. You had a great drive that leads to a Chris Godwin touchdown. Then you turn the ball over twice on consecutive drives. Then on the second half, 
they clipped along with ease. They were able to move the ball up and down the field. They cut a 23-7 to deficit into a 27-26 to lead by the fourth quarter. Again, Leonard Fournette asserting why he is the number one running back on this team. Mike Evans had the opportunity for two big-time touchdowns, the ball in the first half just a little bit overthrown by Tom Brady after he beat Marshawn Lattimore on his route, but he does end up getting the better of Lattimore later in the game for a big touchdown strike. And on top of that, Lattimore was even called for pass interference on the play for grabbing at Mike Evans. Didn't stop him from making the catch and getting the score. You had Tyler Johnson heavily involved in this game. He was making an impact early on. You saw the return and then the departure of Rob Gronkowski, where he leaves the game with back spasms. He had an early target that should have gone for a touchdown. It was a great pass breakup. I believe that one was by Bradley Roby. But all in all, it was it was too inconsistent. You can't be as inconsistent as the Buccaneers were in the first half in a divisional game on the road and expect to win. It just, it can't happen. So the mistakes that Tom Brady made, this is, it, it it's truly mind boggling how in three regular season games against the New Orleans Saints, Tom Brady has eight turnovers, eight the New Orleans Saints won the turnover battle in this game three to nothing. In all the other games, as a starter in the regular season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady has 12 turnovers. That's what are we're sitting at what six and two. So in 21 other games, he's averaging barely over a half of a turnover per game. But against the New Orleans Saints, he's averaging almost three turnovers a game. The Bucs lost Donovan Smith for a single play. That ended up not, not making a huge difference. It, it was great to see him come back on the field. But you, you can't set yourself behind, especially against Sean Payton, by 16 points, trailing 23-7. to seven to open the second half after the Saints marched down the field and scored on their first possession and expect to come away with a win when you keep hurting yourself. And it happened on both sides of the ball, but you had first and 10 penalties holding on Ryan Jensen, false starts on, I, I believe Rojo had a false start penalty, set things back. These are things that when you're battling from behind, cause you to be a one-dimensional football team and makes it nearly impossible to climb out of the hole that you have dug for yourself. As far as the defensive side of the ball, this was this was a game where you don't point to the injuries in the secondary as being an impact. Okay? These secondary guys, Ross Cockrell, Pierre Desir, you still had Jamel Dean out there. Richard Sherman was suited up and on the sideline, but he was kind of an in-case-of-emergency-break-glass kind of player. You're going up against a third-string quarterback. 
if if Trevor Simeon goes down, I don't even know who comes in to play quarterback for the New Orleans Saints because Taysom Hill was out with a concussion. You had Ian Book, who was inactive for the game. So this was it. And the pressure was getting to him, but they weren't finishing the job. It's been a theme through the first eight games of this season. The defensive line and the blitzes get pressure, but can't finish. And even when they forced Simeon, uh, Simeon to throw the ball away, they ended up giving away free yards and free first downs because of roughing the passer penalties or defensive holding penalties or pass interference penalties. You can't have it. This defense was supposed to be one of the best in the National Football League. Instead, they are bleeding yards. They are bleeding points to opposing teams. And when they go up against a top five defense like the New Orleans Saints had, the offense didn't have enough to pick the defense up. You had Indomitian Sue with the one sack, but there were opportunities where they had Simeon surrounded by Vea, Sue, Barrett, and JPP. And somehow he escaped the pressure and threw a first down strike to Harris. Explain that. Somebody explain that to me. If David was here, I know he would try, but he probably doesn't have an explanation either. The defense has to finish plays. They had two different opportunities to intercept the ball. One was the very first pass that Jameis Winston threw. Bounced right off the hands of Jamel Dean. The second was against Trevor Simeon, who throws a pass darn near right at Jordan Whitehead, and he missed bringing it in with the one hand. Other than that, against a third-string quarterback, you couldn't generate any other turnover opportunities. Now, to be fair, Antoine Winfield Jr. had an interception that was negated by a roughing the passer penalty. So that could have changed kind of the, the tide of the game because the Saints end up scoring on that drive. Instead of a turnover in the end zone and the Bucs getting the ball to 20, it's first and goal. But there's no reason with the return of Levante David, with Jason Pierre-Paul, with Shaq Barrett, with Joe Tryon Shawinka, with Indomitian Sue, with Vita Vea, this team only came away with one sack. Brady got sacked twice in the final drive. Where are the closers? Where are the closers for this defense that was supposed to be one of the best in the NFL? And no, I'm not ready to throw in the towel and give up the season because they lost this game. But this game was frustrating. And just like many of you, I am voicing my frustration. There were way, way, way too many people in the Bucks Nation Twitter uh, comments or notification section talking about how Todd Bowles needs to be fired or Bruce Arians needs to be fired or how this team is, is going to be lucky to even make the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game. Look, I'm not at that point yet because now they're on the bye week. They get to figure some things out. 
and they get the Washington football team on November 14th. We know how the Buccaneers performed coming out of the bye last year. But they need to have themselves a little come-to-Jesus moment in the locker room. Someone needs to stand up. Someone on the defensive side of the ball needs to stand up and say, enough with the crap, enough with the penalties, finish plays. Because they left a whole lot of them out there on the field, and there's no reason for it. None. You can't have it. You can't let Trevor Simeon have all day to throw the ball on you without forcing turnovers, without finishing sacks. JPP had a couple of nice plays where he batted down some balls. The defense had two incredible three-and-out stops in a row to help the offense get back in the game. But that was it. Other than that, this looked like the Saints team of three years ago with Drew Brees at the helm, just marching up and down the field however they pleased, no matter what they wanted to do. Sean Payton even said to Aaron Andrews at halftime when she asked, how much does the offense change with Jameis Winston out? He said, not as much as you think. We're going to take what the defense gives us. Stop giving them anything. Finish your drives. Finish your plays. Finish your sacks. The ball is coming at you. Get your hands on it and take it away. But the Buccaneers kept giving more and more and more rope to the Saints until they eventually hung themselves out to dry. Something that's not dry, that I enjoy thoroughly, might go have one after this is done because I still got to write my pick six. And, uh, you know, it'll get late. I got to work early in the morning. I'm going to go have myself a little built bar tied this tummy over until I can sit down and have some dinner. If you haven't tried built bar by now, you're the one missing out. They say it's a protein bar. It does not taste like one. You have to try one of these bars to believe it yourself. You guys know that most protein bars, they're chalky, waxy, they're dry, they're hard to choke down. Not Bilt Bars. Those are soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's an experience that you're going to enjoy. In fact, you think you were eating a candy bar out of one of your kid's Halloween bags. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, but high in protein, all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about Built Bar, so many mouth-watering flavors. I am all aboard the blueberry muffin train, but if that's not your cup of tea, there's coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode free and on all platforms. Also, thanks to our friends at betonline.ag, back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus 
on your first deposit. You want to drop in 50, they're going to give you an extra 25. You want to drop in 100, they're going to give you an extra 50. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a sad Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. It's not a victory Monday. It's only the second time this year that we haven't had a victory Monday, but this one stings just a little bit more than the Rams game. And look, losing two games inside the conference, that's not going to help the Bucs any when it comes to playoff seeding. They're shooting for that number one seed to get that by, but with a prime position to try and take it over after the Cardinals lost to the Packers, they lose to the NFC South rival New Orleans Saints. Prepare yourselves for so. In fact, you know what? Don't engage with Saints fans this week. It's just going to make you even more frustrated. The Buccaneers are going to get another shot at them. Next time, it's going to be inside Raymond James. And as our friend Bailey Adams from Bucks Nation said on Twitter, you can follow him at BaileyJAdams22. Um, the Buccaneers have not won a Super Bowl in a season where they beat the New Orleans Saints. Just food for thought. You know, maybe this is the glass half full approach to to the loss. You know, the Bucks went 0 and 2 in 2002, went on to win the the Super Bowl. Then, of course, last year they lose in Week One, and then the shellacking in primetime, which the next game is at home in primetime. But in both Super Bowl seasons, the Buccaneers went 0 and 2 against the New Orleans Saints. Just something to think about. We are going to wrap things up today with our play and player of the game. I say our, it actually is mine. Uh, we're going to start things off with the play of the game, and that is Cyril Grayson getting his first career touchdown, a 50-yard bomb from Tom Brady to give the Buccaneers the lead. It put them up 27-26. to 26. They go for two, couldn't convert. Saints, of course, go down, kick a field goal, then the pick six by uh, by Tom Brady sealed things. But what a catch, what a play for Grayson. He gets wide open, and it, it was it was confusion by the secondary. We saw it. You had the safety coming down uh, to try and cover Mike Evans, left Grayson wide open. He walks into the end zone, and Bucks fans, you know, and media members, everybody thought, okay, here it is. The tide has turned. The, the Bucks are going to have a huge comeback to win this game. Was not the case. Defense wasn't able to get things done. But, again, it is what it is. Uh, it's frustrating. It's irritating. But they're still 6-2. and two. They're still in first place. Things will get right on the bye week. Might be seeing some more players come back. You you still have Antonio Brown that could come back after the bye. Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting are sounding promising to come back after the bye or close to after the bye. Um, 
some things are, are going to continue in an upwards trajectory. Small setback, not a big deal. It's just very frustrating. And I'm glad I can I can be here to air out some grievances. Player of the game, and believe it or not, there was no picture available of this guy, so I don't have the, the nifty little graphic to throw up, but it's Chris Godwin. He got the boom blessing of the week from the Locked On Bucks podcast, and for the third week in a row, that pays off. Going to have to give some thought as to who's going to get the blessing of the week next week after the bye uh, as they prepare to take on the Washington football team. But Chris Godwin, 11 targets, eight receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown. Just an absolute monster of a game by far. Chris Godwin's best game of the season. He was torching the Saints secondary. A lot of these were shorter passes, and then Chris Godwin was able to break through, contact, spring free, and gain huge, huge yardage, I would expect in the next matchup, Chris Godwin is going to get one of two things, either the Marshawn Lattimore treatment, which is going to free up Mike Evans a little bit more, or he's going to get more than just the 11 targets, eight receptions, 140 yards, and one touchdown. So huge game out of Chris Godwin. Love to see it. With that, I am going to get out of here. I know it's a little bit shorter of an episode, but Without David here to bounce some things back and forth, I was able to say my piece. I know you guys are all feeling the same way. You got a bye week. You got a week to sit back, breathe. Check out my pick six. I got a list of some things that you could do on the bye week since you're not having to worry about scheduling around the Buccaneers playing football next weekend. But also, because it's a bye week and David is going to be going out of town uh, only three episodes this week. We got today, we got WTSP Wednesday, and then David and I are going to come with an episode on Friday where we're going to kind of look at the first eight games, talk about some, you know, some of the good, some of the bad, and we're going to project what we expect to have happen in the final nine games of the season. So just three days this week, today, Wednesday, and Friday, but we want to thank all of you for making today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or first watch every day. We really do appreciate it. It 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 does really make us feel good that you guys enjoy listening to the show, interacting with the show, but now that this one's over, make sure your second listen is the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Send in any of your questions, comments, thoughts to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or by calling in to 813-444-5841. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We really appreciate that. Let's keep those YouTube numbers climbing and climbing and climbing. It's uh, It's been fun so far. We want to keep it going. Need your support to do so. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.